Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like this? Here we go. Oh, we'd like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. Got a lot of things going on, a lot of things talking, talk about and everything. Some things, you know, sometimes it just don't make much sense at all, make any sense at all, certain things. We uh, have a, our president has been over in Ukraine and parts of Europe, all of it uh, dealing with the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, and the protection of Ukraine from the Soviet Union and the Soviet Union and China look like they might be putting their heads together on this if we're, the United States is sending tanks and different things over there, weapons over there. They're not going to ever tell us really what all they're doing. But could this start World War Three? We are already sending billions of dollars to protect Ukraine, who is too cheap to pay for their own security at the end of World War II and would not join NATO. Uh, they would have they would have had uh, uh, protection from that because the United States really is the one that put NATO together. Those uh, European countries all against the Soviet Union. And uh, Germany even joined, became a part of it. But when we talking about our budget, we hear this all the time. Every time it comes up that something needs to be done in America, they have no money. They have no way of... Uh, uh, are paying for this is uh, how are they going to pay for this? Everybody is all upset because we don't have the money, but we do have billions, and I'm talking with a B, to send in to protect Ukraine, who didn't want to spend the money to protect themselves. What do you think about this? What do you think about it? Why are we going to spend money right now? Eventually, it might be end up spending lives to protect a country, country that wouldn't protect itself. Why? What's going on with this situation in Ukraine? What's going on with it? We know European nations, if they want to come together, they should have come together when the, when the getting was good. At the end of World War II, Russia fought with the United States as allies, and they protected Russia. But these countries were come together because of what they was calling communist aggression. Well, with through communist aggression, uh, they came together so that Russia wouldn't take those. Part, those other countries that didn't want to be a part of and become the uh, the Soviet Union, they didn't want to be that, but Ukraine didn't want to be it, but they would not join NATO. At, but now, the U.S. going to protect them. And President Biden said this, they're, gonna, they're doing this because of freedom. 
how come they hadn't told this man about freedom, this country about freedom, before now? Because they, did they know all the time that the U.S. was going to take up the slack, was going to protect them, and uh, be, be there for them, help fight their war? Not only send weapons, they end up, might have to end up sending troops over there. And it might be over here because Russia do have the technology, the missiles that can reach the United States. And China is talking about it, that they have a missile that can reach the United States. What's happening here, people? Let's not sleep this one off while these people are playing footsie with our lives and the lives of your families, friends, the nation. What's going on? I'm wondering about this situation. I just can't understand. Yes, Ukraine is geographically a very large country. They, they uh, that whole... European alliance there. They're the largest country. They're much bigger than Germany or any of the rest of those countries. Why wouldn't they not join NATO in 1948 when it was uh, put together? Why wouldn't they join? Then Russia might not but have attacked them because knowing they in that NATO treaty they, they signed that any time any one of those NATO countries would would be attacked, all of them would come together to defend. So why didn't they get a part of that fact? They would have got help from all the other countries in NATO. What's going on with this people? Now this is this one is gonna to touch everybody here. Those nuclear weapons don't have the 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 intelligence to certain people they're not going to hit. It's not going to skip the rich, the famous, and the successful people they call. It's just going, you think, they're not going to send no bombs just, just, just to the ghetto. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So when we see what's happening, we need to know what's going on. And I tell you what, if you want to comment on this, you can reach me at 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. If you want to reach me on it. If you have some comments, if you've even given this some thought, uh, are we just saying over there, over there? Believe me, there will be no more over there Wars going on like the U.S. used to sing. Sing uh, about that over there. The wars would always be overseas. Overseas, they're going to, our boys going overseas. No, it's coming over here, too. It's going to be both places. Technology has reached so that the U.S. is just as vulnerable as most any other country right now. We're very vulnerable. Oh, yes, we ripe for a good nuclear weapon. 
one of the main places they always, when they talk about hidden uh, strategic places, I don't know why, when they talk about strategic places that their enemies will hit, they always mention Dallas for some strange reason. Dallas is strategic. I don't know why. We don't have uh, that naval base anymore. We don't. I don't know what it is. I just want to hear what y'all think about it. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have? P. Hal. Hi. Good morning, everybody. And we have uh, Beverly on line one. Beverly. Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Beverly. Good morning. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fabulous. I told you guys way back. They're mm -hmm. trying to throw you up in America, but what's really happening right now is they want to kill all Americans. China's in this. They all in this together. They got. A, they have a place to go. This is my question. When we're sending all this money and, and, and weapons over there, and we're not making them over here, what is that going to We're going to be very vulnerable. Well, the thing about it, There's, when it comes to a nuclear war, I don't think that could ever be a winner. Everybody would be a loser because the air would be contaminated. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, because, look, do you realize there are people, they're very old, and some young people are still feeling some of this from... Uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan, when they dropped those two atomic bombs on Japan uh, to end, they say to end World War II, people are still suffering today from they never this. Stop they never stop suffering. And it's, 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 it's something that, that uh, uh, that you get some crazy people up there. And they probably do. You let crazy people. Didn't we do that in, what, 2020? Uh, we let crazy people. That really would try anything. And now we're going to get, start a nuclear war. And ain't no telling who all will get in this. And I believe the people who are really says they're allies of America, I think deep down within they're not. They're not. No, they don't trust America. Now, this yeah. is what I, I've been thinking about. Okay, we supposed to be done shot the missiles up into that balloon, China balloon and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, this is unreal to me. And as long as it was hanging up there, just like as long as this war been going, it was a year yesterday or the day or something. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me you just now going over there, but we've been sending our money and equipment over there, and we this is another problem I have. We're supposed to be so broke that we have all of this money to spend over there, and then the, all of them are not impacted by the way they have us impacted. Mm -hmm. they, we, they don't have to worry about getting the work. They don't have to worry about no food shortage. They don't have to worry about anything. But we pay these people to do us like this, I think it's time. Y'all gonna have to tell me how to come out of uh, Democrat. I don't want to be no Republican. I'm going independent. I'm not gonna keep playing games with these knuckleheads that don't know what they're doing. Well, I think uh, they think they know what they're doing, but if you play with fire, eventually you're gonna get burnt. And uh, they seem to be playing pretty freely with this fire because they want to protect our nation. That was too tight, too cheap, 
to join NATO in 1948 when they should have. And uh, they used to boast about there had never been one single answer of uh, uh, free ground taught uh, by the communists because of NATO. And these people right there wouldn't join, didn't want to spend the money to join. But first thing they do when something happened, they holler, you know, help. Uh, they want the U.S. to help them. And that, that's just some resentment by in our community. See, we have certain resent, resentments in the black community, too. We have some resentments. Oh, yeah, and it's against each other. That's the problem I have. Yeah, but it's not all, not all of us against our own. We we yeah, we, we, we yeah, but we, we we have resentments against going to going to war to help a European nation. I we, always have resentment on them, when I feel like class is clay. I did. Don't go. Why am I going over there? They ain't done nothing to us. Why? We, and I told my grandsons that I didn't have no no sons. I had two girls. I have a problem with that. I'm like uh, Stephen Wonder. You send our boys off over there to put them on the front row, and then when they come back to America, they got to get back at the back. I've always had a problem with our, our people going over there to fight, to help them. They they haven't done anything to us. Yes, but that's one thing I've, I've just got to say. It it's not going to be just over there now. It's, it's it's coming over here. Our grandma's gonna have to fight now. It's See. all over. And grandmama's better get ready. Mm -hmm. What did I say one Saturday out there? When the guns pointing at you, what you gonna do? Because mm -hmm. they sure coming at us. But here's what. We gotta think. We gotta think, people. But we but we got too many Americans who are not watching out for them. You know what they're looking out for? You know who Americans, a lot of them looking out for? Us. Who are they looking out for? Black folk. Who? Black folk. We ain't going to do a thing to her. But yeah. they, they're looking out for black folk. <laughs> That's just the way, because their conscience is bothering. Their conscience is bothering them. Wow. No, no, they treat they us. No, they don't have no conscience, Pastor. They don't have no conscience. Oh, yeah. That's the root of a lot of racism in America is their conscience. They judge us by the way they feel like we would treat them. No, they don't uh, judge you. They dictate you to think, to want to make you think the way they want you to think. That ain't no judge. That's dictated. Well, whatever it is, you know, they That's know uh, you should reap what you sow. All right. Oh, yeah. Thank what you. What comes around and you can't take the way you dashed it out. That's mm. why you start to treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm. So this is where they are now. Mm. Okay, thank like, you. What can we do about it? It's, it's here. We can't do anything. My mother said, only the strongest goes to survive. So here we are. All right. And we're not strong as nearly as strong as we should be. Thank you. Because the 9972-647-1893. All right, who do we have? Uh, James is on the line, too. James? All righty. Good morning, James. Good morning, Reverend. Yes, good morning. Uh, you uh, you raised the uh, question about the Ukraine situation, mm -hmm. and uh, it reminds me of what Eisenhower talked about before he left off. 
He said, in so many words, beware of the military-industrial complex. Mm-hmm. And the people in this country have not, uh, did not listen to him. Because, you know, the military-industrial complex basically runs so much of what's going on in this country. Mm-hmm. 700 military bases all throughout the country. I mean, throughout, throughout the world. And um, trillions of dollars go to them. Whereas that, that money should be here in the United States. Yeah, but to me, Ike Eisenhower was very hypocritical with that. He did not he did not shut any of those bases down, which he should have, which got shut down after he left office. Uh, are you all remember James Conner Air Force Base in Waco? Uh, I do remember hearing about it, yeah. Uh, Amarillo Air, Air Force Base? Amarillo? Uh, yeah, I heard, heard mention of it, yeah. Yeah, you can go all over the nation. Uh, Lyndon Johnson shut him down. That, that was, they said, was just a waste of money, all these particular bases. Now, it put a lot of people out of jobs. But Johnson did that. He shut those down. Eisenhower could have done the same thing if he was serious about and leery about the military-industrial complex. He really could have done something, which he did. Bryan Air Force Base, Bryan, Texas, all just right here in Texas, several bases were shut down. So he he he, he, he won, but he did nothing about it. Well, absolutely. And most of them don't do anything about it. And uh, that's part of the problem. And I remember uh, that Vietnam started pretty much the same way that Ukraine is getting started. You know, they started uh, sending advisors, sending uh, weapons, and before we know it, they wanted to send us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they did send us. Well, uh, nobody in Vietnam, nobody that was living at the time, ever believed the Vietnam War was going to last as long as it did and turn out the way it, it did. But it did. It, yeah. These uh, things are similar because what country got us into Vietnam? It's another nation. We went in there and took their place. You remember? Uh, no, I really don't. It was France. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's Got us right. in that, went in there, and took their place. We ended up staying a long time, losing a many, many, many uh, soldier, and uh, just, it was a disaster. Our black young men went, fought, died, went back, and... Uh, Got hooked on drugs, got done everything. Much of the misery you see today, really still, that you're looking at that Vietnam War. But look how we treat them. Try to throw them in prison. Gonna, gonna, uh, uh, you know, let them sleep on the streets. Uh, Their clothes are just deplorable. It's a deplorable situation they live. And we got people who they went and fought and protected, you turn their nose up at them. See, when you when when you, when you see all this homelessness, uh, it just didn't appear in America. This is still 
the Vietnam War going on, and these men are old now. These men in their right. 70s and 80s, they're old. But they got hit on that war because in order how the people don't understand how much hell war is. They, 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 they just don't understand. They, all they know is lock them up and don't realize yep. what they're doing because these people have fought for America. Absolutely. It is, war is one of the most senseless occupations that human beings can ever indulge in, and I don't see why people can't understand that, why they always want to go to war. Uh, but talking about Ukraine, if, I, if you look into the details of how it got started, uh, the U.S. military industrial establishment and the powers that be got some dirty hands. Anyway, Reverend, I don't want to monopolize the show, uh, but... Uh, Oh, yeah, I, I got I to gotta take a short break right quick, right now. All right? All right. Thank you. And y'all can reach me at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's, I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. It's, can I kick it like this? Here we go. It's, 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 well, it's no. All right. We, we're talking about the possibilities of going to war. And uh, some, like most wars in America, most people don't believe it. Don't believe it can or will happen. And it both will happen. It's not when or where. Well, it's just it, the timing is ripe. The timing is ripe. And uh, who wants to see war? Believe me, this one would be over here. Now, we used to laugh at China. Say, yes, you got 200 million soldiers, but how are you going to get them over here? No, You can't come across the ocean. got an ocean between us. But nuclear technology, technology, I made it so they can reach America with their nuclear weapons. Oh, yes, they can. The Japanese and the Chinese supposed to hate each other, but I guarantee you, nuclear war broke out. I really believe Japan would be on China's side. They would, they would fight with them. They haven't forgotten World War II. Uh, so much have gone down. So much is happening now. We don't seem to be able to really stand in this world today because this country has made so many enemies. So many enemies. Nations on this earth would love to see this nation fall. Yes, some would be by jealousy and Dislike, but this, this this nation has stepped on somebody, everybody. And now is the time to make a difference, make a change. And I don't think it's time for us to get into a war because of Ukraine. I just don't believe it. Uh, he talk about freedom, freedom. Well, what about freedom? The people don't want to free themselves, don't want to spend the money to free themselves. 
Why should we spend our tax dollars when we always complain we don't have the money for this and that program? We don't have money for education. We don't have money for health care, enough for health care. All different vices that we need money for over here. We're sending it overseas to somebody who should have spent the money themselves years ago. Some 75 years ago, they should have spent themselves. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, we have a Tim on uh, no, line one. Tim? Yes. All right. Good morning, Tim. Yeah. Yes, go right ahead. Okay, yeah, I just want to say that uh, a lot of these things that are going on in war, uh, the Bible is accurate. Uh, the Book of Revelations, the seven seals, seven trumpets, and the seven vile bow plagues, it expi- I understand it. You know, I understand what's going to uh, eventually uh, uh, come about. So if, uh, if anybody mm-hmm. wants to know what's really going to happen, they should research those, uh, uh, the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven vile bow plagues. One example I'll give you, right, is the second uh, Trump. You you remember Kim Jong-un's sister said they're going to light up the, they would light up the Pacific? Right. Okay, a third of the ships go through the Pacific. The Bible says it'll be, uh, a third of the ships will be destroyed. And a third of the ships go through the South China Sea. Mm-hmm. So that's one of, that's, that's, one of the things. Well, who would be fighting in those wars? Who, who do you think would be fighting in those wars? In that, that particular war, it, would, it wouldn't necessarily just be a war. It, they would just be like, it'd be strategic where they would just want to just uh, destroy the, the ships that, that take the cargo to different different ports and stuff. They, they would destroy the ship to get the cargo? Right, to destroy, yeah, to get on. Wouldn't they the, the be, well, they'd be destroying their own, the cargo too. They'd destroy the ship. Right. They might no, take no, the ship is. by force and right. then yeah, destroy it, but they, uh, biblical, uh, I'm, I'm just going by a biblical standpoint where it says a third of the ships will be destroyed and a third of well, the uh, sea life will be destroyed. You know what I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just going by, for me, it's, it's biblical because when she said that, I realized that, you know, that these ships, I had to research it, right? I didn't know where a third of the ships uh, in the world went, but these ships, a third of them... Well, you're talking about where it's, that's talking about the world population. A third will be no, destroyed. This is, no, this is, this is a, you had to check it out, the second trumpet. It talks about the third, and the sixth trumpet talks about the third of mankind being destroyed. That's well... The sixth trumpet, and this is going to happen around the Euphrates. Yes, but but uh, you said what happened in the Pacific, right? The third of the ships will be destroyed in the Pacific, but the six. The Bible never mentions the Pacific. That's what I'm saying. You, I had to research it to see what where does a third of the ships go through, and that I, I realized in it, 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 a third of the ships go through the Pacific, the South China Sea. Well, that's where they go through. You can look that up. Well, no, here's what, here's what, here's what you're going to have to tie because you're leaving a main player out of that, out of that Pacific. The, who's the, who's the really the main player in the Pacific? You, got, you, have, you have China, you have China over there, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is... It's, it ain't it's China. Clear, it's, it's, it's not it's, China. Uh, it's not China. Who's the main player in the Pacific? 
you got Taiwan, you have uh, you have like a now the Pacific South is South the world's South. largest ocean. Now, yeah, who's right. the main player in the Pacific? Okay. Hello. Yeah, you got. That's what I'm saying. You have like the only ones I can think of: China, Russia, uh, and that's not Russia's not really. They kind of close to the Pacific, but they could, you know, do some damage there. The main player in the Pacific is the United States. Is the United States? Oh, I thought you were talking the, about the, the, country in there. No, I'm not talking about any particular reason. I'm just saying, but they all working together. They might as well be in the same region. Uh, right. What's the right. main harbor? Where's the main harbor? The biggest harbor in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, it's a some China. One of China's harbors. Like, no. Yeah, I don't. No. I don't know. I, I wouldn't know. It's in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. I thought you were talking about, talking about the Pacific. Around the Pacific. What ocean you think that harbor, that, that, that harbor runs to? You say Los Angeles? Right, right there in Los Angeles. That's the Pacific Ocean, man. Oh, I thought, I'm thinking, I'm still thinking over in, in, uh, in trying what the uh, Pacific, yeah, you're right. I was thinking over there in the, uh, where China and uh, North Korea and all that is. Yeah, I'm just telling yeah, you, this, is, this thing is going to be worldwide. Isn't yeah, that frightening? This is what it's going to be worldwide. Right, it's going to be uh, worldwide, and that's why. And uh, says that, I'm just going from a biblical sense, brother Bonnet. I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, trying to go to these particular areas. I'm just saying from a biblical sense that these things, the, the war is going to go back to the Euphrates. That's what the Bible's saying. And this nuclear war is going to destroy, destroy a third of the country, a third of the people on earth. That's right. That's what's stated. Mm-hmm. That's the first part of it. That's the first part was destroy right. a third of the people right. of the earth population. And right. The and Bible teaches that. That's where the rapture happens around there. But people think they're going to be raptured out of here before all these things happen. And I'm going to tell you another thing that's going to happen. This earthquake, the sixth seal, this earthquake is going to happen. These things are in sequential order. And this earthquake is happening before all these other things. Mm-hmm. Well, so and, and we, uh, we can't say exactly where the earthquake will be. But I do know the, the state in, in America that has the most earthquakes is California. Like Hello. Around the ring of fire. Yeah, yeah and that's and the San Andreas right. Fault and all of these things. They're there. Right. Right. Eighty percent so. of eighty percent of the earthquakes happen near uh, in the in the Pacific around the Pacific. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you I see, know Pacific you that word that word means peaceful waters. That's what Balboa when he saw it, they called it. it was it looked so calm that particular day they saw it. But it's the most dangerous ocean on the face of the earth is the Pacific. Right. Look, I thank you. I want to say this. Can I say this right quick? Yes. I want to say that, you know, last time I talked to you, I talked about a white Jesus. You know, I don't believe in a white Jesus. I believe in a black Jesus. I do believe mm-hmm. in Jesus. You know, yeah. I, want, I want to clarify that. All right. Yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you, I'm glad you woke up. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I've always believed that. <laughs> I mean, not always since I went to college. And another thing I want to say, me and the Pope, 
we 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 think it's along the same line because he don't he don't believe in a white Jesus his own self. They don't believe in a white. No, they Jesus. don't have a white Jesus. They don't let you know about it because of Western pressure to keep that. And they and I tell you, other countries, their leaders know better. They know better. It's Europe. They know better. Right. But they're not going to teach the most untaught, uh, incorrectly taught people on earth, which is in America. Right. And I heard a, man, I heard a preacher talking about Jacob, right? Mm -hmm. They always want to call Jacob a trickster, but I never heard these <coughs> preachers talk about Esau. When God said he loved Jacob and he hated Esau. I don't hear him say that. Uh, well, you know it's because of his character. It's because of Esau's character. They, 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 that he didn't love him. But I got to go to other calls, okay? Right, thank you. you. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you. All right. Who do we have, Pierre? We have uh, William on uh, line two. William? William. All right. Good morning, William. Good morning, Dr. Barnett. How are and, you, uh, sir? Oh, mm -hmm. well, and uh, thank you for the history course that when you first came on, man. Well, what a great mind you have. I think you have forgotten more than most of us would ever know. Well, I'm, uh, I've gotten old. I, yes, yes, I'm yes. not nearly, nearly yes, as sharp yes. as I once was when I was younger. Yes, 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 yeah. you, yes mm. you got it. But hey, no, yes, no. Here's what I, yes, here's what I know. Now I used to work for those crooks at TSU, and check mm. it out. You asked why would Dallas be on the number one target list? Mm -hmm. Guess what? Now that company TSU, I mean, they changed the name so much. I think the power plants they they call themselves Numenor now. Now, downtown Dallas, you can control every power plant throughout North Texas and throughout West Texas with a push of a button. That's mm -hmm. why Dallas is on that list. Mm -hmm. That's why. Check this out. If you knock out those power plants, you know, guess what? Your major aerospace and aviation and engineering companies that, that design military parts, uh -huh. Texas has about 100 of those companies. About uh -huh. 60 of those companies are in the North Texas area. But if you got out those companies, you cannot get your military parts for those sophisticated airplanes. You cannot get your military parts for those sophisticated guided missiles that we can send to different places. Russia and China, they, they know this. And don't forget, is that a reason why the Texas big wheels don't want to fix that, that power plant that would stop for people from freezing to death in the winter? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't forget now, your military budget. Oh man, I think Texas gets enough money from the military on these parts and actually, yeah, your design and military. How much average is going to get me paid? The military, they spend they spend more money in Texas, in North part of Texas, in that West Texas. They spend more money there than anywhere. And like I say, Russia and China knows this. And that's how I was about to say. Don't forget, you got that nuclear power plant in Glen Rose, about 80 miles from Dallas. Yeah. That's like half the people in Texas is gone. And once you knock out your supply, mm -hmm. Russia and China, they got us. Well, do you remember this um, movie they made? They showed it on TV about uh, America being hit with a nuclear weapon. And the place they hit in America was where? I think it was Dallas because they showed it. It was they Dallas. Could, they could, they it. They, they, they sure it's Dallas that they they hit right, right. with a new nuclear weapon. 
Right, right. And like I say, I uh, never figured that out. Right. Oh yeah. But and don't forget. Mm-hmm. And some of the smartest people in the world that design all these things, whether they tanks or whether it's a rifle, mm-hmm. if they moved all these people, they got them living throughout North Texas. They are here. And like I so said, you get these people, you knock out your supply, you can win, you can win a war. And like I say, it's not mm-hmm. going to be no front line. We're not going to patch up and go over there. It's sophisticated now. I mean, war is hell. Well, it's not going to be like it used to be, you know, our public kids and grandkids. No, it won't be over there anymore. It's going to be over here. You're also. Right, mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. I'm going to quiet down and let you listen to you there, man. Hey, thank you, and we are praying for you. All right. Okay. Thank you. Clear the line, 972-647-1893. We are up against a short break, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we are back, and you can reach us. 972-647-1893. like to speak on air. 972-647-1893. All right, who do we have? Uh, Pierre? We have uh, Black Hawk on the line one. Black, Black Hawk. Black Hawk. Yes. All right. Good morning, Black Hawk. I'm listening, but I can't understand you. Okay, that's something I talked about. So, going home, group home, yeah, our homeless people in the homeless shelter will work for them. Uh huh. I got that. I got that they, now. They do not pay these homeless people. Yeah, you're saying uh, group homes and. Uh, other other places aboard for uh, uh, homeless people. Are you talking about homeless yes, veterans yes, or what? I wrote, I wrote about, I wrote about it. Boarding home group homes, they are homeless people. Uh, they don't really pay up with homeless shelter. They take your money card, your master card. Uh, your social security card, all that. And uh, they give you homeless. That's how many 21 times on the street. I wrote about the long time ago. Burn these homes down. Boarding home group homes. Burn them down. Burn John Miller and Miss Miller. All right, brother. Burn them down. Burn them down, brother. You want to burn the group homes down? Thank you for your call. Thank you. Uh, if anybody, anybody out there, if y'all understood exactly what he said and what he's talking about, call me, 972-647-1893. I don't want to play him off because he might be a veteran, someone fought. And today he is 
We're hearing his problems. I don't want to miss it, but I couldn't understand it. It's just, if anybody out there, somebody's listening that really knows what he's talking about, call us, 972-647-1893, and tell us. What was he really saying? What was he talking about? I know he's talking about family home, group homes. There are group homes all over Dallas, and they usually have a group leader and the other people there that cook for them and do everything, give them a place to stay. That's, that's I'm familiar with that, very familiar with that. Uh, but he seemed to have had uh, some disagreement with something about this. I don't know if it's Dubai, about the way they run or about whatever. I don't know. But give me a call, 972-647-1893. Let's explore this situation. Give me a call. And anything you want to talk about, you can give me a call at that number, 972-647-1893. I'm really uh, just wondering about this, wondering about these homes. Why do we have so many people that are out on the streets? Why do we have so many people, uh, just be honest and call it like it is, so many derelicts running around now? Times used to be worse than this. I've seen days worse than we have in America now that you never saw a man, a woman, out on the streets. This is something new. This is something new for our, our, our situation here in the South. You see it sometimes in New York, uh, other Chicago, maybe other real large cities. But what is it? Why we have so many people? Is I think a lot of it is mental that have gone through these wars that we think we don't even think about, have gone through the wars in the Middle East, Vietnam. Something is wrong, going wrong in America, and we're not fixing it because I've never heard politicians so much talk about the middle class. The middle class. The middle class in America today would have been the rich people back when I was a kid. So it's something we're not doing right. It's something we're not doing right. Give me a call. Let's try to help get this thing straightened out. All right, Pierre, who do we have? So we have Thierry on the line one. Thierry. Thierry? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Thierry. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. He was saying that uh, the, the, uh, the, shelter, the shelters and things take their cards, their credit cards and stuff, and, and, and used all their money and didn't kick them out. That's what he was saying. Oh, is that what they 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 take their credit cards? You know, like they get they like they get their uh, social security checks and stuff. You know, you go yeah. home, they take all their little money and stuff from you and stuff. 
And what he said, they don't they don't take care of them. They kick them out in the streets and stuff like that. That's why he said. Oh yeah, is that happening? Was he talking about group homes do that too? Yes, sir. And shelters? That's what he was saying. The shelters do that? Yes, sir. That's what he was saying. I was listening to him real good. He kept repeating it. That's what he was trying to say. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Yeah, you got young ears. Okay. Yes. I wanted, because I, I really wanted to hear what he had to say. Because yes, I could tell it, it really is bothering him. Yes. yes, sir, but they really do that, though. They, they take all their money and stuff and do that, though. They don't have nothing. But I want to ask you a question real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, so, why come uh, Biden started giving millions and millions of dollars to UK and over here we need help with our uh, homes <laughs> and uh, people being homeless and all that. Now, they don't have money for none of that, but they have money to give the UK and the, and, and, and the military stuff to give them to fight with that they're going to use on us sooner or later. Yeah, well... Because if those uh, tanks are captured by the Russians and everything, they're going to get those tanks and to get all the technology off. Because if they to lose, uh, suppose anytime they lose a weapon like that, they're supposed to burn it and destroy it. And like if yes, airplanes crash, they throw, if they're not killed in that crash, they're supposed to destroy the plane to keep the technology out of the hands of the enemy. But and I'll. Uh-huh. I always said we, we were going to have a war right here in the United States. Oh, yeah. When the war started, we're going to be fighting all the people that they, they come over from the United from to the United States that don't really like us. They're letting them in, getting them houses, getting them businesses and everything. When we, we, I listen to the in this country, and we can't get anything. Well, let me, let me say this. Who's the number one country that America don't want in the United States? Uh, I'm going to say this. England? Who did you say? I mean, not England, but uh, uh, I can't call the name of They turned them back before. Who, Haiti? Yes, sir. That's right. They're the number one country, and they defeated France for America. America could not defeat them, but the Haitians did. And ever since they did that, the United States helped turn, uh, turn the world against Haiti, and they fought for the United States. We I need think, see. I we think. need to know history well about what has happened here in America. The Haitian people. This is what they are poor, but their minds are liberated. They liberate, yeah. and they don't want those people infiltrating our community and teach us liberation. You're right about that, that was, that was my question. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much for that information. Yeah. All right. You uh-huh. All right. All right. They close the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Pierre? Uh, Robert is on line two. Robert? Okay. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Reverend Doctor. Hey, man. What's going on? Oh, look. There's reason why you see so many... Black Americans walking up down the street, not just in Dallas, Texas, all over America. I know. Everywhere you uh, go, it's the same thing. Uh, right. It's, it's drugs, unemployment, and mass incarceration. That's mm-hmm. been the conspiracy. When they drop drugs on, on the inner cities of America in the 60s, and in the 70s, they told us how to be slick and beat the system using drugs. 
in the in the 80s they dropped that crack cocaine bomb on us mm-hmm. and and we that's what you see you see the effects of all of that mm-hmm. uh, every day I see but day. but but what caused a, a, a desire for all of that were men that had been in wars for America and got hooked had to have that stuff just to make it another day to keep their minds when bullets and missiles and everything bombs dropping all around you and falling all over you you gotta crawl over the top of them man don't you know that that that, that works on a person's uh, psyche I mean but those drugs got college students grandparents oh yes children you well, know, when they drop that dope, you know, when they drop that dope in the inner cities of America, see, I've seen it with my own eyes. See, I grew up in the 60s, and yeah. I've seen where, when they dropped a uh, hair run first in every inner city in America, every inner city. Well, the first about, one I heard about, I graduated high school in the, in the middle 60s, uh, was what they called here in Dallas which was one of the biggest cases in the United States. They made national news. They called it Mary Jane. It was marijuana. You remember that? Do you remember that? It was, uh, the case they had here in Dallas about this woman uh, smoking marijuana. It was a big, big case there in downtown Dallas and all of this. Uh, they dropped it then, but see, sometimes, ain't no sometimes about it. When you do certain things, God is a just God. That things can backfire on you. It backfired on them because there was their children. It was rich white children jumping out of buildings with LSD, and they talking about they are birds and they can fly, and they jump out of a window and go straight to down to their to their death. This was these these things were backfiring on them. It was meant for us. Millions, but millions of black Americans been affected by drugs. Oh, yes. Oh, man, yeah. Millions and millions and millions. You know, yeah. I've, seen the, I've seen the hippies in the 60s and in San Francisco. I've seen the hippies. You know, but they were, those, most of those hippies was able to recover because uh, they had the support of successful families. But those were rich white kids that hate Ashbury. Yes, those rich white kids. They, you don't even hear anything about that now. They, 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 they are running corporate America now. You know those. Yeah, those they're executives now. But see, we didn't. Black Americans didn't have that opportunity. No. What they were trying to do is hook us on drugs and get get, get Black Americans in that penitentiary. You got some still in jail. Uh huh. Right. And they took all the jobs out of the black communities all over America. Mm-hmm. See, they did that simultaneously. Yeah. And, and it, it's the effects is what you see right now today. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it, and it's all over, not just Dallas. I mean, go to Atlanta, go to Philadelphia. Anywhere. You know, go to San Francisco, everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. everywhere that black Americans are. You know, and all this was by design, and it's still by design right now because mm-hmm. we continue to fall off in these traps. Mm-hmm. See, if you're, you know, my grandfather used to say, if you don't work, you're going to steal or sell dope or depend on somebody. That's right. You know, see, if blood is flowing through your veins, you got to, it costs you, it costs money 
for you to live and survive out here. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and what's happening, you know, we, when you come out of penitentiary, like many black men, they come out of penitentiary, you can't even get an apartment. If, if, if you had a person that you say, hey, you just got out of prison, I'm going to pay for you an apartment. You can't even get an apartment. You know, they, they got your branded. You can't get no job. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? And they cannot work and go go to school and work in certain jobs ever again. Right. Just like uh, you can't even get a barber's license or uh, right. uh, right. anything like that. The state will not right. issue you a license if you ever been. In other words, right. your life is ruined forever. Right. And, and 78% of the people that go into prison in one year, one to three years, they're in the penitentiary or in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's a, that's, right. that's, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. See, and, and right now, for black Americans is in that trap, you know. We got to deal with 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 the economic embargo that that affects us daily in our community. Well, we don't have these opportunities. I mean, our mm-hmm. rights are not the same rights as, as white people in America. Yeah. And and, and and right now, if if black Americans would get out there and vote, you could control what happens in the city of Dallas. Right. But they yeah. but, but uh, they have, got every excuse in the world not to. Right. When you have a district with, with, with 68,000 registered voters and 3,800 votes, and, and, and I'm talking about in the black community, mm-hmm. something's wrong. Well, you know? here's what. You might be spiking that number a little bit when you said 3,800. It may not even yeah. be that high. Yeah, right. and, a, and a lot of districts is not. So. But if you don't deal with your problems, if you have a problem, and you don't deal with your problems, you're going to have to deal with the consequences of your problems. Yeah. And see, we're not, and the consequences are that we haven't, we got burglar bars on all our houses. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you don't know when you get back home that, that somebody hadn't broken in your house. You know, well. you got to be so cautious to it. You know, when you if you walk out your house at night, you know it's it's, it's like you know I've been in in in, in South Dallas forty five years on San Corner. Mm-hmm. Many times, it's, you know, fifty burglaries, uh, two hundred fifty uh, vandalism of cars, and pulling the cop out of my building and stealing mm-hmm. the car. I mean, this is something that you really you're gonna have to come to expect if you're doing business <laughs> in the city of America. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and <laughs> it shouldn't be that way. You know, and, and, and we have organizations, we mm-hmm. have churches that that's so idle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the, the, many of the churches is, 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 is working for the system mm-hmm. and finance the system because the, the tied money that you put in the bank on Sunday go to the, the go to the banks on Monday, and the bank banks taking in loans to white people to develop their community, and we get nothing. I tell you what, Robert, uh, I've gone past time. It's 8.01. No problem, All right? But I thank you for your call and comments. All right. All right, 972-647. Running. I'm sorry. I'm getting choked up. 1893, and we'll be right back. Mm-mm. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. 
Alright, we are back and ready for hour number two of Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Arian Barnett, your host, and you're welcome to be with us tomorrow morning, 9.30, as we have service at the Heavenly Joy Church virtual service tomorrow morning. Look for us on Facebook, Marion Barnett Sr. Yes, love, hope to see you tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning. Come worship with us. All righty. Let's go to our phone lines and see who's there. All righty. Uh, right. who, who do we have, Pierre? So we have a longtime listener on uh, line three. On line three, okay. Yes. Good morning, longtime listener. Good morning, Pastor. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I just got a few, few comments uh, quickly. Uh, one of them, no, I couldn't understand that man either, but it was respectful that you allowed him to talk. Uh, mm-hmm. It reminded me of a situation I saw just the other day on the train. Husband and wife. A uh, little girl, maybe two or three, and another little girl, about five or six. Mm-hmm. Both of the parents, both of the parents were on their devices. One was on a tablet, the other one was on the cell phone. The the little girl, five or six, wasn't saying a word. She was so quiet it was scary. Mm-hmm. The little two two or three year old, she was trying to tell somebody what what her issue was. But she had no verbal skills, and she was moaning it out. It sounded so pitiful. My heart was sinking mm-hmm. because you could tell, even though you couldn't understand her, you could tell that there was a... They didn't even mm-hmm. get off their devices to address the little child. She was interrupting them, and then the mother said, hey. Oh, I was so upset. I'm trying to tell. I had to. I had to just keep my mouth shut. But you know, I want parents to talk to their kids mm-hmm. from a young age and read to them, like you probably did with yours, and a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. And 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 read to them so they can develop their skills and start reading and get this information. The other thing is, I went to a uh, event last Saturday at the Health and Science uh, Center Fort Worth, Texas. It was called Black Men in White Coats. Mm-hmm. That's a school in Fort Worth, a clinic and a school, but they're training doctors. This event was particularly for young um, black kids. It was They put it on for kids to bring their parents, or parents to bring their kids to start learning about training to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. We had several speakers, and the speakers were young uh, men that are just in this early, you know, doc- becoming a doctor, and they were giving their stories about how it wasn't easy for them. One of them is from a single parent home. Uh, the other one actually had a child, or had a child, but they were talking about how they had to do Uber work, work at restaurants and do different things to try to make money mm-hmm. to, uh, to get in this, you know, schooling. Uh, one of them, their mother is working hard to, to help them. Mm-hmm. And I learned while I was there from talking to a man in the lobby, uh, the waiting area, that his wife is actually one of the heads of 
of this, I don't know, some part of the school over there, a black woman. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I wanted to put that out there because it was very powerful. It was their very first one. So apparently they're going to have, they're going to have more after. So I wanted to put that out there. Uh, if some people will go downtown Dallas and start riding the trains, some of those people that you were talking about, these Vietnam vets and these young drug dealers, they're downtown taking the trains. Okay, mm-hmm. and they're on the they're smoking on the trains now. They're smoking dope on the trains. They're smoking cigarettes on the trains. You get on it. If you go down there by Westmoreland where all the cops are sitting, but if you take that train, at, uh, I'm sorry, not Westmoreland, but at West End, and mm-hmm. ride the train going down to Plano and go through that tunnel, mm-hmm. that's, when the, that's when the crack smoking and all the violence and everything goes down in that tunnel because there are no third police on the train to stop these people. Uh, the code enforcement, there are people that check the tickets uh, after you purchase a ticket on the platform and ride the train. They have these people that they get, get on periodically called, uh, I don't know if it's code enforcement or code something. They check the they check tickets to see if you've got one. Uh, mm-hmm. But see, that once you get in that tunnel, there's no cell service. You can't call the police. Uh, there's a red button you can push for emergencies to talk to the train driver. But some of that action that you're talking about is all going down in downtown Dallas. And so I better well, now because you know I can get a little long-winded. Yeah, but I'm also talking about seeking help. Now, arresting them and the police and everything, that's what they want, the powers that be want, to get them off the face of the streets and put them in prison, put them in jail and things like this. And there's a reason for those addictions because of they have stood up and stood strong for America. Uh, My whole problem is America is not doing nearly enough to help those who need truly need help, mm-hmm. they they would rather take that money and send it to a country who was too cheap to pay for their own protection. I'm talking about uh, over there that war going on over there in Europe right now, and mm-hmm. uh, they they they're spending billions over there, but they don't have anything to help people over here. This right. is ridiculous. Yeah, 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 and we're looking at it. And uh, some of these men in Dallas, it would be fabulous if they could come and ride these trains and try to help the ones that can be helped. Uh, They have some group of guys that hangs out, or at least they used to. I haven't seen them recently. Uh uh, Called the Black Men of Yahweh or some kind of group like that, 10 or 12 of them. Mm -hmm. They come and use a bullhorn, and they're shouting out Bible verses. Um, I haven't seen them in a while, so I don't know if they've been told to, you know, get along or whatever. But, yeah, you seem to have a real, uh, you know, knowledge of a lot of things. Like, I never heard of this thing about the Haitians before until you brought that up today. I find that to be very powerful history that we don't know. We don't know these things. And, and listen, oh, if it wasn't for Haiti, you'd be speaking French now, not English. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I had um, two uncles that my mother told me were both in the World War II, and one of them taught her how to say, I don't even know if I remember it now, but they would teach her one or two words in French. Uh-huh. And for years, I, for years, I used to say those words. I can't think of what it is, what they are now. But yeah, I didn't. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that about the Haitians. I found that to be very powerful. History. They are. Those are very powerful, proud people. When they come into America, there are some Haiti community, Haitian communities in America. Those people are independent, upright. They stick together. They open. No, they don't allow no other. Group come into their communities, opening business. They have their own businesses and do everything. They want to keep mm-hmm. those moral models out of America to black people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, sir, let me get off the phone. There's other people waiting to talk. And God bless and God keep you. Sound pretty strong these days. And thank you very much, sir. Right, thank you. All right. All right. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Uh, Pierre. Imani is on line four. Uh, Imani. Imani. All righty. Good morning, Imani. Yeah. Good morning, Pastor Burnett. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Well, I'm still alive. Yeah. So that's, that's a good thing. That's a blessing. All right. I heard Black Hawk called in early this morning. I know Black Hawk. Mm-hmm. And we're at Tabernacles Corporation. We are, we're studying so many books, so many studies. We're studying trying to trying to fix it. We already know what's wrong, but we just don't have enough time to communicate with the rest of us. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, me and you and, and, and my brother thought that thing, fat solution, that's the uh-huh. that your church. We, your church was open like these days now. They're not even open anymore. They open on Sunday just to get the money, but Robert, you're right. But we just don't have enough time. And I'm, I have an article here that I know is true. The minister be on tomorrow. I'm not going to call his name because they'll cut off everybody's radio station. Uh, he'll be on tomorrow to phone call, and he's got his civil war in 2024. And he, he's talking about the, uh, we are predicting that America will be a civil war in 2024. And mm-hmm. I think he's right. Well, that's next year, isn't it? Excuse me? That's next year, isn't it? No, that's 2024, but it's starting already. The hatred and the bitterness and, and the, the sellout politicians in Washington, D.C., most of our, especially our color, they selling us out. And we we studying this, and um, we also studying our, uh, our bank takers, studying secret, secret, uh, the secret memoirs of Vietnam War and the Pentagon Papers, Daniel Ellsberg, mm-hmm. who told you that money is fueling these wars. Money, people at the top are fueling these wars. Mm-hmm. We're reading right now. We're reading the system by Robert Rich under the under the, the, the Obama administration. He said, "Who fixed it and how we fix it?" He's he's predicting that when they will have a war, they have to have spot population control. There's a lot of things we don't need to have time to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I wish my people would start reading more and stop so much foolishness. Open up the churches. Uh, make make sure fuel homes are not the largest best business in, the, in our community. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on, but I, I'm I'm going to listen to the minister. Ma. I think America is on its way out. I really do, as we know it. Not the people. That, that I don't think God's going. Uh, he'll, he'll, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth because where it looks now, uh, where it looks now that uh, it's a lot of stuff going on. They uh, 
that Black Hawks were trying to tell you that you remember Black Hawk, the guy who got ate up by the dogs? Right. Seriously? Mm-hmm. That's him. And he told me. I knew who he was. I knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. He's trying to tell you, but you just don't have enough time to tell everything. Mm-hmm. But that's why we need your station. You're the only one we have in Dallas. But if it, it, it takes on anything that that's you know, of, 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 of interest that we need, the rest of them just foolishness, but foolery. They don't do nothing but advertise attorneys and anything that anything to take money out of our community. But you're the only station in town that we have for two hours on Saturdays that will less last but actually listen to poor people like Blackhawk mm-hmm. and me, Robert. We have so much, we just can't do it in these few minutes. But we at Power Not Corporation, and we're, we're being large, and now we're studying these books, uh, like we're studying one called Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. Mm-hmm. We got one, you know, so much about the brainwashing by Robert Grail. Our people, please, if you don't know how to read, go, go, go get your read course. Because you need to, the Bible speaks to that. He says, study to show yourself approved. Okay. We just study enough. We just, all the time, what we work off our feelings and we don't work from reality and, 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 and what we see. We are in trouble. America's in trouble. America, you're in trouble. You are getting these people in, these immigrants in. You know what you did. We built it. Now you're going to let them, you give them the money to fix the infrastructure. That's why they're coming. Right. Everybody proved about this. And now you want our votes. Yeah. Well, see, that, that, that's that's the thing, though. That's what we should, every African American should be downright angry about the way you treat treated the the Haitians. Oh my God, they fought and died, but they defeated France for America, and these are the people they do not want into in this country. They don't want them here. Everybody else can come. Everybody else would call, and they don't. And people that's coming here don't realize they're coming here because of what the black man, the African, the former African had had been gave them, gave built America, till the crops, build the homes, all got things out of the sorghum fields and. And sugar cane and cotton and uh, we did all this for free, and everybody else want to come in and enjoy what we built. But he don't want our ancestors in this country as few as possible. Well, we should be upset. Yeah, they went past the George Floyd bill. It's on the house up there, Black Caucus. You need to go up there and put that on the floor so we can get that over. We need. Repair real yeah. bad. We need our money for what we did, and we need that George Floyd bill so these police will stop snitching us. So yeah. we we just need to, what we need to do is come up. Let's have a. We need to have something where we can all talk and one together and try to figure out how we're gonna survive or what's going to happen to America. We need yeah. to really. Uh, you're that. talking about think tanks. Yeah, all right, but good. But I'm out of time. I got to run. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? 
All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. You can reach me 972-647-1893. All right, who do we have, Pierre? Uh, we have James on line one. James, all righty. Good morning, James. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. How you doing, sir? Fine. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, when you were talking earlier, I know there's a lot of stuff come up since then, but when you were talking earlier about, you know, you didn't ever, you don't ever really remember seeing Dallas looking the way it looks with vagrants and, and the likes of uh, types of people uh, all up and down the street. Mm-hmm. And so in 2002, 2002, I moved to California. I'm from Dallas, been here my whole life, but. 2002, I moved to California to do some work for a company that I was working for at the time, and mm-hmm. I stayed there for eight years, and then I moved back uh, when, when my wife was uh, time to start having our kids. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, when I moved to California, uh, I was living up in the Bay Area, Oakland, San Francisco area, and mm-hmm. it, was, it was shocking to me because growing up here in Oak Cliff, we used to, we didn't have a car growing up, and mm-hmm. we used, my sister and I used to walk to the grocery store, mm-hmm. and we used to walk home with, with our bags of groceries all the time. Mm-hmm. It was unheard of when we were growing up for someone to take a shopping cart from the grocery store property. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it, was, it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I, and even in 2002, when I left Dallas, you didn't even see it then. And mm-hmm. so... In the last, I would say, I don't know, 10, 15 years, something has happened to where that behavior has just become acceptable. And I just don't understand why there is, in my my personal opinion, mm-hmm. anybody outside of a shopping facility area, parking lot, store, whatever, that is in possession of a shopping cart, that's theft. And I don't understand why it's not treated as such. Well, here's what. Let me tell you something that happened here. Uh, most of the African-American areas where we live are, are food deserts. People go to the store, even if it's a small mom, mom and pop. If they can go and uh, get enough, and hey, it was too much or too heavy to carry, they take those carts, and that's the way they get their groceries on, a lot of people. Not not saying it's right. Oh, no, I'm not saying this, that they should take them. But uh, uh, what what part of Dallas you live in now? Uh, I live in South Dallas. So I live right near 20, uh, near Carter High School, over in that area. Okay, South Oak Cliff. How many? Yes, how many large grocery stores in Dallas around there? Uh, not hardly any. Hardly they, any. See that 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 didn't used to be. Even in the worst of times, in the fifties and sixties and everything, when racism was so openly rampant, uh, you would have a store, a nice store, to go and buy food from. But you can't even think of one down uh, near Carter High School off of Wheatland Road down there and uh, and find uh, you'd have to travel a long way probably into DeSoto or 
a duck and bill somewhere like that or go down to Waxahachie or something to find a decent grocery store. Now, wouldn't you? Right. Well, you have... Well, you know, you, you're correct. I mean, the, I mean, you have you have the Walmart there that closed. And you I mean, call that a decent store? Well, I'm saying you have the Walmart grocery store there. That's the what I'm I'm saying. That's they closed the, it. Wait, uh, if, if you, it, have, you have the you, but, but that was they they closed it because they got tired of people driving their car down the drive doing the aisle, stealing out of that store. But you have Winco. You have mm-hmm. Winco over there now. You have. Uh, uh, you have some fiestas, and I'm not see that's that's fiestas. that's in Duncanville. That's Duncanville where Winco oh, is. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, it's right there on Taco Hill and six seven. Yeah, so, but uh, it's, it's it's close proximity to me. But I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I totally understand what you're saying from that perspective. Mm-hmm. That uh, we are. Would you Would you like to live in Oak Cliff and and shop at Winco and you don't have an automobile uh, and you go by and. Uh, a certain amount of groceries. How would you get them home if you didn't have that car? Well, well, like like I, like I said, we grew up without a car, and we we did the bus, and we 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 hand carried our stuff home. My sister and I, my mom sent us. We picked it up. We brought mm-hmm. it back. Yeah, I mean, and trust me, and, and, and trust me, there were plenty of days when it was one of those days. I would say to my sister, "Hey, you know, we could just push this cart down the back streets. Nobody'd ever know it. You know." And we never did, though. We never did it. But trust me, we definitely thought about it. Yeah. You probably had a mama at home probably would have broke your neck had you done it. You know. Probably. Yeah, some resistance. But these uh, these people pushing these carts now, you see, uh, they're, uh, they're grown folk. It's not no kids. And well, yeah. And, and I, I've seen it now. I've seen it now even going beyond, beyond that because, you know, that Home Depot right there on Wheatland, Across from Sam, I've mm-hmm. seen people. I've seen people uh, now taking the flatbed little part that you use inside a home right. depot, mm-hmm. where you would put like heavy stuff like your toilets or vanities mm-hmm. and things to push it up to check out with. Mm-hmm. I've seen those now making their way, right? You know, out on the street. Yeah, and and I'm just I'm just not understanding how and and you see, you'll see law enforcement past these people, uh, you'll see law enforcement past these people when all that takes place unchecked. Yeah, but those law officers, you all of them not bad. Some are good. They realize that's the only way that person is going to be able to get their groceries home is by having some type of little vehicle there to put them in and put them on to get them to their house. They don't want to ride that. They, they don't want it, but that's the only way they can get what they purchase home. And, and, when, you, and when you were talking earlier about the, uh, the, the mental issues mm-hmm. and things of that nature, mm-hmm. I've, I've wondered for years when, when, we, when we arrest some, or, you know, not arrest, but just when we approach someone who happen, happens to have a, a uh, mental disorder of some sort once that happens how is it that we're not seeking out facilities whether no matter where they are around the country because let's say hypothetically i'm mental i'm mentally disturbed i live in dallas on the street i'm a i'm arrested for whatever reason and once that happens 
why why am I not able to uh, be sent even to Wyoming or or Seattle or wherever that has an open seat available for someone with a mental disorder such as myself? I don't have to stay here in Dallas. I could go somewhere around the country that has a vacancy to be taken care of. Well, the answer to that, the same thing is going down everywhere. If you find it in Dallas, you're going to find it in Seattle or Washington or anywhere else. The same thing. This is planned for us to never move forward. These things are planned. And for us, instead of turning on each other and helping them, we are taught to turn against them. See? And we don't want to be around those people. They not this and that. When we're just one or two paychecks away from that. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah. that, when you were talking earlier about the guy in the, in the uh, group home, uh, if I'm down, I'm a veteran as well. So if I'm downtown mm-hmm. and a guy approaches me asking for money or asking, I've taken men over to the Dallas Life mm-hmm. facility for a while, and there's a number, and I'm and I apologize for not having it now, but I'll call you back at another date with it. There's mm-hmm. a number that the, the the secretary of the VA. I'm on those VA calls from time to time. There's a number. If you see someone on the corner somewhere mm-hmm. that identifies themselves as a veteran, the Department of Veteran Affairs must go to that location to try to identify that person as a veteran to provide them with the that, the, uh, the resources that they need. Yeah. Uh, you can Google people that's listening. You can Google that. It's the number that's out there. So when you see these guys on the corner panhandling, mm-hmm. saying that they're a veteran and so on and so forth. It is their requirement to go try to locate that person to get them good. the help they need. Very good. But now, do you feel guilty when a person asks you for some money and, and says they're hungry, have no food, when you don't give them anything? Do you feel guilty? Well, I feed anybody who asks for. I, I I feed anybody who I don't give money. I never give money to a person on the street. Because you think they're going just to buy drugs with it? Or, or maybe drugs or alcohol, one or the other. But anybody anybody that approaches me on the street that is hungry, I feed them. Yeah. But if you don't have a store around, it, it, it's, it, it's, this is a big problem that we have not put enough in it. But we got billions to send overseas to fight a war oh, uh, that's not ours. Right. Uh, no, right. no I, that's my, that's my whole complaint this morning. But I thank you. I, I got so I many people that. waiting. Yes, huh? But I yes, thank sir. you. Yes. All right. That clears the line, 972-607-1893. Who do we have, Pierre? So we have uh, uh, James on the line one. James? Oh, no, no, he's gone. We, uh, we have uh, uh, Councilwoman Caroline Arnold. All righty. Yes. Good morning, Councilwoman. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are things going? Well, they're still moving. You know, we have to keep it moving. I have been uh, been intrigued this morning once again by the comments and the callers. But mm-hmm. I think you continue to hit the, the nail on the head when we go back to engagement with our vote. Right. And so That's we continue right. to just sit back and allow things to happen to us. 
Mm-hmm. We have the power, and we hear this over and over, day in, day out, year in, year out, decade in and out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a good example is we sh- all should be outraged, number one, by the right. number of people who are trying not to vote. Mm-hmm. Number two, let's look at what's going on in the state. We can talk about the federal as well, but let's look at the state when the governor recently said he wants all state uh, operations, university state offices, to basically ignore diversity, ethnicity, inclusion mm-hmm. in terms of, of the hiring. And, mm-hmm. and that's a, of course, that's new terminology for what we've been dealing with for years when you have to make sure that we, uh, uh, folks of color, folks who recognize the color, the disabilities, uh, they have to be included in terms of being mm-hmm. considered for hiring and not discriminated against. And basically, mm-hmm. we've said enough, we have to turn the clock all the way back and right. be comfortable with it. And we're not, we should be outraged by now. We mm-hmm. need help some of our social action groups filing with the Justice Department of filing a lawsuit because right. it's blatant racism is being just sanctioned from that head spot and we failed to go to the polls to vote to get that change. So the same thing happened on the city level. We keep asking for folks to vote. We ask citizens to come down right. to cast their, to speak on issues, to give especially those representatives in underserved communities, mm-hmm. more muscle. Our city manager, who folks continue to, some folks continue to blast because they're listening to a lot of propaganda, this man has fought to put money into the underserved communities. Uh-huh. We have signed, and all council members have signed a resolution of equity, and as soon as we try to put in equity through funding in these underserved communities, who do you think begin to push back on the problem, the process. The city manager fought to put $20 million, $20 million of equity money in underserved communities, and then we have to continue to fight. I would say Mr. Janelle Atkins, Mr. Casey Thomas, and I continue to have to fight for what's right. Equity and equality are two different things. That's right. So I'm gonna, yeah, so I'm going to continue to encourage folks, and right now, I know I won't take up everyone's time, like this morning, for example, we're going to host a state a family fun day. I know it's, it's, it's kind of dreary, but mm-hmm. part of what we're doing at Keith Park today is we are supported by Dallas Parks and Rec, uh, the uh, Dallas Stars, to support us with a, an initiative just bringing ice skating to our community today from 11 Wonderful. to 4. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is this. When we try to access, for example, Clyde mm-hmm. Warren Park, I get a number of reports that, okay, you can't come, the black vendors can't hardly get over there to, to sell their wares and mm-hmm. food trucks. And so we might as well support placing those very things in our own community. Right. And so I'm mm-hmm. going to, and so that's what you're going to begin to see more of in Wonderful. Park, where mm-hmm. we are up programming because we want to keep the money. Folks talk about keeping the money in our neighborhood. Let's put it back by supporting businesses, adventures, and activities. So I did want to mention that once again, uh, we're hosting with the Dallas Stars and Parks and Recs and and Black Chamber of Commerce. We're going to host a skating in the park with some of the stars there. Free ice skate. I'm going to try to skate a little bit. (laughs) We we want you. You're going to have somebody riding behind you with a pillow. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you getting out there on that ass. Because right. those ice skates are little thin things. You, you, I don't know. Some some people can't even stand up on them. I don't know. Well, I know it, but I appreciate the comments this morning. But once again, as Mr. Imani stated, we appreciate the fact that we have your your um, time and your commitment to give back to the people so we can voice. But if nothing, we don't get anything else out of it. We've got to change the way our mindset is, mm-hmm. whether we're talking about the drug tolerance, mm-hmm. folks driving down the street with baskets, folks sleeping under the bridges, and mental health is a major issue. But yeah. what we also need folks to understand is right now the Constitution protects folks who want to just sleep under the bridge. That's right. And even though we can even though we can pick those individuals up sometimes and take them to facilities to get help, Mm-hmm. We cannot force that individual to take help. We cannot no. force them into a facility. And until we begin to change some of our strategies to help folks, mm-hmm. you're going to continue to see more of that. And as you stated also, most of us are one or two paychecks away from where many of those folks are. And it could be just one thing to trigger. Mm-hmm. But how do we help folks who many times don't want it and they know legally they have a right under the Constitution? Well, here's what, here's what, I've worked out there with them. I even went to jail for them. I rem- I don't know, a lot of people don't remember when I had that to put the homeless people in those empty housing prices out there in West Dallas. Uh, a lot of those people, I know this is hard and severe. I'm saying it, you're not saying this, but I know it to be true. They don't want anywhere to stay. We said, we get your house. We get you. Nah, they, they'd rather stay on the streets. Now, I know people don't believe this, but it's the honest to God truth. They've been out there so long that their minds have just changed over to living out there. And they said, all of y'all have to get up and go to work and nothing works but a mule in a pool. And they, they used to tell me that. I used to pick them up in my van, take them to the church. And they tell me that. We have a problem. A lot of it is also psychological. It takes hospital beds and different things like this in order for people to be able to lie down and just come back to reality and and learn how to be decent again. It's going. It, it'll take a lot of it. it there, are, there are things that's needed. It's so much money. That's why I'm so upset about us sending billions everywhere else but can't spend money on people who've defended America uh, today. They've defended America. Now America has turned their backs on them and actually making fun of them. So that that angers me. Angers me seriously. Right. But once again, that could be stopped with the power of the vote as well. Yeah, you got to put the right people. You're right. You got to put the right right. people in the right office. We got too many people that we go do spend our vote on, not going to do anything, but try to look good themselves. That's all. That's basically what's happening. Well, let's continue to have the conversation. All we can do is continue to model for those who come after us for sure. Mm-hmm. We want to continue to support programs, and and, and I think, thank God. Well, you, you're doing a phenomenal job. You're doing a phenomenal job. You, you're working hard. I wish we yeah. had a, a whole lot more politicians out there like you. 
But uh, well, we appreciate it. But we thank the senior citizens, Reverend Barnett, because it thank God mm-hmm. that they can get a vote. But guess what? We still don't put enough money into programs to no. help our seniors. And I'll just say this real fast. March 3rd is the final deadline for applications for senior home repair. Any right. senior that has a question about home repair money, the, the deadline for Friday need to go to any library to pick up an application. So if you hear me, if you have nieces, nephews that can get you to the library or go online to download an application, but go to the mm-hmm. library, get the application, fill it out. We do have money for senior citizen home repair, 65, I believe 65 and older. So mm-hmm. we're going to continue to get that information out. But uh, thank you so very much for allowing me to share. Keith Park today from 11 to 4, senior home repair applications are due Friday, go to any library to pick up an application to get help. And once again, you can call 214-670-0780 for District 4 office for sure. Oh, yeah. But Bill Foster and Cindy Hall will help you. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Councilwoman is Carolyn Arnold. All right. I tell you what, we're up against a short break, and we'll be right back. You can reach me at 972-647-1893. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. All right, we're back for our last segment. So we're gonna try to get everybody on. I I know that's probably next to impossible, but we're gonna try to get everybody. So come on, and we'll be brief with our questions and answers. All righty, who do we have, Pierre? We have a Lynn, and a line one. Lynn? Yes, Lynn. All right. Good morning. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Yes, uh huh. Uh, I'm calling because I, I listen to you every Saturday. Thank uh, you. I'm calling because about the homeless. Now, they're living under the bridges, all out on 20 and everywhere. Mm-hmm. I called about them cleaning up their mess. The guy told me that they're not allowed to go in the homeless domain and do nothing. But if we have anything in our yard, a piece of paper, code compliance wants uh, a charge up. Why? I don't understand that. They can come in our yard and tell us how to do our yard, but they can't tell them to clean their mess up. Well, I don't get that. No, I never heard that before. And I guess uh, it's true. I called. I called to complain about the trash that I, they have. I'll, they, I come down twenty on Sunday. Going to they are not allowed to clean up behind themselves. No, that's what they said. They can't even, city can't go in their yeah. domain and tell them to clean their mess up. Yeah, I'm getting my Starbucks right now. Let me ask, Bunny, had you ever heard that uh, the homeless not allowed to clean up where they are? Uh, no, we they? don't. They can't go in the there and tell them to clean it up. up. They, they can't do what? They're not allowed to go in, like, cold complain to come in your yard. Uh-huh. I'll, you, I'll give you an example. I had... I have two pigeon turtles uh-huh. sitting at my back door because they done stole all of my uh, lawn turtles outside so I could sit down. Cold compliance come by and seen them and sent me a bill in the mail if I didn't move those two pigeon turtles from my back door because they were not outside turtles, I would have to pay a fine. Yeah, that's uh-huh. exactly what I'm told, I'm telling you. Then I, I told my sister, I called 311 going down 20 to tell them about all the trash that they I stole everywhere. And the man told me, 
Hey, we can't go in their domains and tell them what to do. But you can tell me how to get a kitchen chair from my back door. Hmm. I don't get it. And yeah. it's the stuff that we've been told from when we call 311. Okay, if they make a... a yeah, if they leave a lot of trash under a bridge or anything, they can't be told to pick that up? No, because they're not allowed to go and tell us to do it. That's what the guy told me. And over there on Hickory, I think they finally cleaned it out for a minute. That was a mess over there. You're going to give them kids, and they still won't even try to take care of them. All right. You don't have to tell them. I don't understand. All right, let, let, let me move on because I might get a call, somebody who can uh, bring us up to date on that. Uh, somebody with the city might be just listening on the line. Let me see you. Okay, thank you for your call. All righty. Mm-hmm. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. And Pierre, somebody with the city call, if they call in, they can clarify that more. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll take that, we'll bring that call off. All right, who we have? Is it Joyce? Joyce? Yes. Okay. Good morning, Joyce. Good morning, Pastor. A, Good morning. A little vinegar for your for your throat. A little fresh vinegar. Oh, thank uh, you. Thank you. The other thing, Friendship West Baptist Church is having a praise revival for children at the church today, starting at 10. And apparently there's going to be some other things that they're going to do. March this 18th at Friendship West, they're having a technical uh, thing for kids, young people, to learn how to do podcasting Mm -hmm. and some other technology, March 18th. But these things, people have to go on their website, Mm -hmm. Friendship West. Baptist Church and register. They have to register their child's name mm-hmm. and the parent's name. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that information. All right. That clears the line 972 Who do we have next? We have um, Joe on the line three. Joe? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Reverend Ned. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Oh, good, good, good. Hadn't, hadn't heard from you in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sound very... Where you been? Oh, I can't tell you, Reverend Nash. Oh, you've been in Mississippi. Oh, I'll, t- I'll just tell on you. Hey, you're exactly right. And I push your good deeds down there. But, well, thank uh, you. For time's sake, uh, I just want to hear your spiel on the mayor up for election on a polls. Uh, just like to hear you spill on it. I don't know, maybe you've already addressed it. I, I, I don't think he's unopposed. Uh, yes, that was one guy going up against him, but he's been disqualified, the, so he's unopposed who, now. The, the, super, the, uh, the superintendent of DISD? No, no, the mayor, mayor of Dallas. No, what I'm saying, the superintendent of DISD was, is running for mayor. No, the last thing that they announced is that he's unopposed. The guy that was going to run against him, he has been uh, uh, unqualified. He's been deemed unqualified. Oh, I didn't know that. I, yeah. I thought uh, Inhosa was still no, he, in the he, running. He, he, he's on a post. Check it out. But uh, I get off the line. Well, that's the Dallas power structure. They they pick who they want. You know yeah. how that go. When when you don't vote, you allow them to do anything they want to do. That means we got to stop this. We got to let people know and get people out to vote. We got to get them out there to the polls. 
Yeah, overall, I have been impressed with him, and I know you've had some questions about him, too, but I was just wondering about your spirit. Yeah, but he's on a pose as we speak. I get off the line. All right, thank you. Thank you for that information. All right. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, uh, Pierre? So we have someone on line four. Uh, I couldn't hear his name, but he's on here. Just bring him on, all right? Good morning. You're on Kato Man. Hello, sir. You're on air. From when I changed things, I voted, I marched the city, and you know, it's the black hole, half a school. You know that when I changed things. Every child's company, you know, a bit of cooks, old city council, a commission court, no new crap. Ask about our child and adolescent oh, services. Yeah. I guess that one's <laughs> he, he was a good laugh, whatever that was. <laughs> All right, bring me another one now. All right. So we have uh, Red Ghost on uh, line one. All righty. Good. All right. Good morning, Red Ghost. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. Doing mm -hmm. The young lady that called in about the situation about her, 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 her girls in the backyard and stuff like that. Yeah, those things are people are really, really, really something else. We've been Operation oh, 10th yeah. Street over in the 10th Street District. District. Mm -hmm. and, you know, we worked with them, and we, we did, and we went by to tell the even students. We had work groups to go out and help people to remove some of the stuff that was in their yards and stuff like that. And yet, though, they would still do this. We could, we, uh, 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 a guy had a couch, a lady had a couch on her porch on Bettison Circle. And the city code compliance came out and told them they couldn't have their couch on that, on, on that piece of property. So what we did, we just, the guy next door came and got the same couch the same girls and put them on his porch. And they didn't say nothing to him. So, well, well uh, answer me this, Red Ghost. What about uh -huh. they can't make, uh, uh, did I misunderstand that? They can't make the homeless uh, pick up or clean up behind themselves. Homeless ain't, homeless ain't got no money. Homeless ain't got no money. They wouldn't have anywhere to put it anyway, would they? Take it from us because I put no real, I, I put no real emphasis on February. I, I do. I try to teach uh, Black history every month, every time. Uh, this is something that's American history, and we we want the world to know exactly 
the greatest country on earth, black folks built it. We built this well, country. Well, look what they did to the Haitians. A lot of people didn't even know what you was talking about, how the Haitians helped defeat the, 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 the France. So yeah. That's what yeah. But see, that's why they don't want, they don't, uh, they don't want history taught in our schools. They don't want the world to know exactly how this country came to be so great and so powerful. It had slavery. Uh, well, Miss Emily, Miss Emily down in Georgia, uh, she is doing a wonderful job, and I say she is uh, all American, American in mm-hmm. America for Black History Month. Mm-hmm. That young lady down there, that woman that's down there, she is all American, American for Black History Month. She, all right. She, she is a dream. All right. And happy Black History Month. Remember that you're sounding great. Peace and love to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. He's on another line. As we, all of our lines have been jammed up. He's done. P has done a good job today. A great job. Uh, all these limbs, lines are jammed. I tell you what. Bring bring one more on. I'm gonna then turn it over to our next. Uh, okay. Next year. We have right. Concerned Citizen on line four. Who? Concerned Citizen. All right, co- Concerned Citizen, all righty. Good morning. You all can't win. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Yes. Uh, huh? Uh, thank God for you, because you made a statement that I, I think is so true, and I think it's that way, too. You've been teaching Black History Month ever since you've been on the air. Yes. Uh, Reverend Barnett, what, what gives me is a saying people used to say, this is just going to the dogs. This the America is just going to the dogs. We care more. I'm so tired of seeing so many ads and stuff concerning dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 maybe we should train dogs to go and fight our war if, if we have one. No, no, ain't gonna send no dogs to war. They love dogs now. They don't like us. <laughs> uh, America love dogs. I don't, yeah, I, mean, so. I don't have anything against it, but they, they care more for a dog got a place to sleep before a human do, and I'll let someone else get on. Yeah, all right. Thank you. Thank you very much. All righty. It closes the line, 972-607-1893. All righty. Who do we have? Okay, so we, we have uh, uh, Tim. Tim is on the line, too. Tim? Tim. Tim. All right. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Real Barnett. How you doing? Fine. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, but this is Ike. This is not Tim. All right. Good morning, Ike. Yeah, uh, Real Barnett, we talking about the homeless. We need to follow the money. Uh, the city of Dallas was just awarded so many millions of dollars from the federal government to help with homeless mm-hmm. and to help with the police department the escalation program. So let's just look at where this money going. They put uh, Peter Brocky, the guy that owned Redbird Mall, uh-huh. they put him and, and Betty Coke over these millions and millions of dollars for a homeless task force. Well, the money needs to really go off into the homeless camp. Uh, you go over there on Dawson Street, mm-hmm. over there at the Austin Street, uh, Austin Street uh, shelters over there, and you see people in wheelchairs and everything going across the street, homeless people. But you got to watch the money because I don't look for Peter Brophy to keep that. They got a homeless shelter hotel right there on Westmoreland in 20 mm-hmm. that they converted over. And that's so close to Redbird Mall. So watch the money 
and see do they move that somewhere else so it won't interfere with his mall business. And look at all these things they're having on in Dallas with the police department, all these town hall meetings and things with Tanya McClarity, which is over the mm-hmm. uh, oversight board for the police department. Watch how they having all these meetings, and you'll see how they're spending the money that should be going for training and other things because we don't need to train the community about the police. We need to train the police about the community. Yeah. Have a good day. That's, a, that's, that's a good day. And have a good one. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm supposed to get out of here and got to run. Thank you all, you all of you for listening. Thank you all for calling. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye-bye.